Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Well, high fivers, your boy High Five Tom, and we are back for another episode of Ring of Honor Revelry. And per the awesome and very grateful usual, I've got my good friend Will here on the other side of the country. Will, how are you this evening? Tom, I hope you're ready. I took a nap earlier, so this week is going to go much better than last week. Oh, shit. Naps and notes? Man, shit's going to get real this week. I, I slept in. I took a nap. Nice. I ate actual meals today. Wow. The fucking trifecta. Look out, world. Yeah. Once I decide to stop being lazy and actually work out or something, it's over. Yeah. Game over. But um, we do have some good news. It looks like Will and I will actually be hanging out in the real life together uh, as we are heading to the Rumble on 44th. Um, it looks like our question of dishonor writer, Mr. Brunden, will also be in the building about five rolls ahead of us. So we'll have, to, we'll, have, we'll have to get a picture or something. Yeah, it'll be a New Japan stardom uh, combination. So and show out the. Shout out to Brad of the Brain Buster Boys. Sent me uh, his startup match recommendation because I don't know much. And we got some homework, Bill. I mean, I'll also shout out. It seems like an opportune time to shout out uh, uh, the podcast on the Wrestle In cover, cover a lot of uh, stardom and TJPW stuff. All right. Congrats to our friend Matt, Millionaire Matt, Shining Wizards Matt. Him and uh, Kieran just had their latest episode come out of the Bread Club on Fightful Overbooked, where they were joined for almost an hour by Kevin Kelly. Awesome. Which I, I, have, I, have, I haven't listened to it yet either. I, uh, I just started listening to the, uh, the Wizards podcast today, so I actually just got through the interview with uh, Chandler. Chandler was awesome. I really liked that guy's vibe. Me too. Yeah, so... I liked how honest he was about doing like the dark tapings. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, it's such a great time. It's so cool to be there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's worth it. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, you should definitely check that out. But I will also put out the link um, because obviously that's very Ring of Honor centric, but yeah, of Matt and Kieran's episode, yeah, it dropped uh today on uh YouTube. So, um, obviously, Kevin Kelly is a huge fan, and uh, Will and I, so you, you've got the signed picture to Ring of Honor Revelry. I do, I do. What I did with it, I don't know. Well, it is in my apartment here somewhere, so we'll have to, we'll have to build a wall like uh, the, the wizard's head, yeah. Yeah, I'd be well. We could definitely start that. So, um, but Will, did you get uh, my text message about this week's question of dishonor? Of course I did. I always read my text messages, even if I don't respond back. Okay. Well, sometimes I forget to send things, so I just wanted to make sure. So, um, speaking of Brandon, um, him and his brother are coming. With, well, I mean, they'll be at the show. Uh, but his question of dishonor this week is. Uh, what or event or wrestler got you into Ring of Honor in the first place? And uh, his answer, um, 
because Brendan claims he's old, even though he's not old, but he's an old R, uh, RF video head. Um, and obviously, RF video pretty much started Ring of Honor just to sell videotapes. And um, he actually just saw an advertisement for this in uh, RF video, and he's been uh, with Ring of Honor since day one. You know, he saw Loki, Danielson, and Eddie Guerrero on the card and was all in. And Will, if you want to hear a review of the first odd Ring of Honor show, you can listen to your ears truly and the Impact player Phil Ray on Turnbuckle Throwbacks episode in April. I'll talk about that very show. Well, I just might have to. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, and I, I like we talk about, you know, with this show, you know, we ask every week if this. TV, if I saw this TV as an you know standalone, would I have would I have been hooked? And I'll tell you what, if I had seen that sh- first show, especially that main event, of Brian Danielson versus Chris Daniels versus fucking Loki, yeah, just saying. Yeah, that's kind of how I was with pro wrestling gorilla. I mean, you you see the, just the trailers for the events, and you're like, how can you not be? Yeah sold on these like even if you don't know who three quarters of the guys are it's like you just watch it it's like this looks like legit yeah they've got the one band doing the songs for like all the trailers that they've all got like cool names yeah actually you know what maybe uh maybe i should because we've been talking about doing a a review of bulla even though it was like eight months ago Um, i still haven't ordered it (laughs) Yeah, maybe I'll bring you my copy. I've got to, I've got to catch up because I was good about keeping up with the the stuff they were putting out, but I haven't. I say I was good. I mean, I got two. Mm. Well, I started out on track. Wow. But I still got to get Bola. I've got to get. I want to say the show was just called like nineteen or something like that. It was like before Bola. Wouldn't surprise me. Because the, the first two shows they did since coming back, the Mystery Vortex and the Tremendous were a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, PWG rarely puts on bad shows. Was Jeff Cobb on any of those shows? I don't believe so. Okay. Former Evil P- Uno was. Really? Evil Uno wrestled... Um, I want to say Evil Uno wrestled Orange Cassidy. Oh, nice. Speaking of Evil Very Uno, funny, very goofy. Yeah. Um, do not sleep on Stu Grayson. Um, I have a feeling Stu Grayson is going to break out here soon, and I'm, I'm all for it. So. Um, but, yeah, but back to the question real quick, Will. Do you remember uh, what event really kind of hooked you to Ring of Honor? And uh, were there any standout wrestlers that so, kind of- My introduction to Ring of Honor was a was freshman my sophomore year of college. And we were talking wrestling. We were like, you know, you'd probably really like Ring of Honor. So I dabbled in it and it didn't really stick with me because I didn't like the fact that if I missed an episode there was no way to yeah. Get back to it unless I paid for Honor Club, which at the time I had no disposable income. 
I was in school. I didn't have a job. Yeah. Anything like that. So, so uh, I would watch episodes here and there, but I mean, I, I was definitely interested in me, especially, you know, as a fan in that time. So that would have been like 2000, 2010, 2011. I can't be right. Maybe it is. I feel like that can't be right. Was it later? Oh, no, that was later. So I, this would have been 20, probably 2013. Okay. Which is why there's stuff that we're seeing that is fresh to me. Okay. But we're, we're not quite to where because I remember a handful of things kind of like from the first like handful of episodes mm-hmm. that I watched so when we'll get there we'll get there but like, I wasn't I wouldn't say I was really, like what really got me into Ring of Honor was the pure tournament post pandemic I would say at that point I was like sold you're back in it was, it was like I liked a lot of the TV episodes. Like I didn't watch any of the pay per views, didn't go to any of the pay per views. Yeah, and I wasn't the best at keeping up with it. There was like I would get a good stretch going, but then like you know I'd miss one, and then I'd be like oh, I missed one. I can't go back to watch it. Which I mean, I could have just Googled who won because I mean all the Ring of Honor stuff is taped like two months out. So yeah. So I don't really have like a good story. Like I saw, you know, it's not like I saw Hostage Crisis or like the yeah. 10th anniversary show. I was like, oh, that's it. Oh, it, was just, it was wrestling. It was wrestling at a time where I was very much open to seeing more wrestling. And was Gresham the first guy you really kind of gravitated to with the pure tournament then? I think, so I was, I was interested in Gresham because I saw a handful of like the vignettes that came out beforehand. Okay. With him and Brett Titus standing behind him with like the mask on. Hmm. So I mean, like when I started watching it, I mean, there was like I liked Michael Elgin, I liked Mike Bennett, I liked the King, you know, the Kingdom OGK, like kind of going across like the Briscoe brothers, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember like a particular thing when I first started watching Ring of Honor. It felt so weird to go to the the Ring of Honor website and like trying to like navigate around the website and like where's the where's the latest episode? And it's like, oh, it hasn't updated. I've already seen this one. Yeah, and you forget about it. And you go back. It's like shit. I missed the last one. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, you know, at the time. For me, it was a very new, a very new thing. Yeah. Well, in about eight years, we'll get you all caught up. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I hope unless so. you want, unless you decide you want to cut the dead weight. I don't know. I mean, I'm not currently a Oakland nominated podcast host, so. I mean, I I need to get evidence that I'm nominated for any such thing because. If I'm not for anything, they obviously have not listened to the show. 
I don't know. I don't Especially know. Especially not last week. Well, you know, I mean, well, shit, the two weeks before that, so I mean. I, I pulled you, I pulled like a Ryan Arthur on you. <laughs> well, maybe, but, you know. Um, but yeah, but like like I've talked about, I didn't get into Ring of Honor till, um late 16, early 17, um, like full time. Obviously, that was a great time to find Ring of Honor. Um, when I got back into wrestling, the first thing I obviously, you know, I, I had cable for the first time when I was caretaking at home. So I just started watching Raw. I discovered podcasts, blah, 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 blah. But it took me a little while to find Ring of Honor. Um, and it was um, a pretty mellow winter for me. I was just working, uh, well, I was working full day, all day Sunday. But I was working two to nine at the gas station every day. Um, but I finally figured out how to, but I, how I got into Ring of Honor, uh, I'm going to shout out two podcasts. Uh, first, Friend of the Shining Wizards, but uh, one of my favorite, uh, Kevin Gill. So Kevin Gill had a lot of wrestlers on, and they'd always talk about Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor. Um, he had a great episode with our favorite, Kevin Steen, at the time, from like just talking about Ring of Honor. And then my boy Travis uh, and the Knife Edge Chop podcast. We're always talking about Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor. Um, so that winter, probably about early December, I finally figured out how to watch Ring of Honor TV um, live, or not live, but every week. Um, so that, it, like Will said, it took a while to figure that out. Um, but yeah, but who really gravitated, uh, obviously the first, I mean, the first people that kind of grabbed my attention uh, were definitely the Briscoe brothers. Yeah. Obviously to a love to this day. Um, and then the other, and then the, the solo, um, and it was really just the entrance and it really kind of started to develop my love for British wrestling. Um, but I'm sure you could figure out this guy came out in a, um, a death mask and an umbrella. And I was super intrigued, Mr. The villain, Marty Skrull. Yeah. I mean, I would have been, I missed out on all the Marty stuff. I mean, I obviously saw clips from like him joining Bullet Club. Yeah, when they they knocked out Adam Cole out of the Bullet Club and shit like that, and uh, yeah, and then my first pay per view I saw of Ring of Honor was actually an event I was at, um, and this is just not a cheap plug because I recently just finished reviewing it with Chad Diesel, um, but was my first Ring of Honor live event and authorized April twenty eighth two thousand seventeen, um, and just seeing Ring of Honor live. Um, I mean, on that match was Adam Cole versus Jay White. Jay White was still on excursion. Um, this is before Adam Cole was kicked out of Bullet Club. Um, we saw, you know, the Young Bucks versus the Legion of Boom, which was the addiction dressed up as the Road Warriors. Um, and a match that is still probably one of my favorites live ever uh, was the current Ring of Honor six cha- uh, six-man champs, Bully Ray. Obviously, I knew Bully Ray from ECW and the Briscoe Brothers versus Dalton Castle and the War Boys. And I'm sure you can kind of figure out who the War Boys were. It's basically War Machine dressed up as the boys. Um, yeah, so once I, I that after that event, I, I was all in a ring of honor. Um, I did kind of go through a lapse when they kind of shit the bed there mid-19. I missed about six months. Um, but I've pretty much seen, yeah, pretty much everything from 2017 to 2020, and now we're working back from 2012. So, yeah. So, 
We have to shout out uh, Kevin Gill and I uh, definitely shout out Knife Edge Chop, uh, my boy Travis, who now does the wrestle special. I highly recommend it. Um, Travis's podcast is very, very unique. Um, yeah, and I highly recommend it. So, so shout out to Brundon. We'll see you in a couple months, my friend. Uh, but yeah, thank you for your question of dishonor. He's the third man. Yeah, he's pretty much yeah, the third member of the show. So, um, but yeah, Will, do you want to discuss uh, this week's Ring of Honor TV? Do I? Ring of Honor TV air date August 25th, 2012. We're oh. in Baltimore. We are still in Baltimore. Um, episode 49. 49, Will. We're. We're over halfway, we're like over halfway through the year, Tom. We're way over halfway. I mean, we're also third way through the year, so. Um, good episode. You know, starts out, show starts off with, uh, you know, highlights of Eddie Edwards. Um, yeah. Dude, I mean, I know I talked about it last week, but you got to admit, Eddie Edwards pretty much gored out of his shoes. You know, so. Sure was. And then they went uh, down hard, they stomped the mat. Yeah. And we find out later Eddie Edwards is on the injured list and that uh Rhino is gonna take on Kevin C at the main event. Death before dishonor. Yeah. Um but next then we get our first match of the tag team tournament. Uh with the Young Bucks taking on CNC Wrestle Factory. Um, did they announce him as CNC Wrestle Factory or they no, just... they, they they aren't announcing him as that yet. That's stupid. Um and and for those of you know that are just tuning in for the first time or haven't heard us mention for CNC Wrestle Factory is the Reverend Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. Um great match. Um, you know, if you like flippy shit, if you don't like flippy shit, don't watch this match. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool because they really kind of put um Cedric Alexander, you know, over as a future individual champ. Yeah. Um, which I thought was cool. Uh but yeah, then um oh yeah, and then we find out that uh the Bravados are taking on Charlie Haas and uh whoever he picks his partner and Rhett will pick his partner. Against uh, the, the Guardians of Truth. Versus the Guardians of Truth. It's a steep hill to climb, Guardians of Truth. Um, and then uh, uh, tournaments rounded out by the Briscoes facing uh, Blackout. Yeah, which uh, I'm pretty sure they say is has Black G's in it. Who, I mean, that's NWA's Black G's. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Um. But yeah, they finally mentioned you know Kevin Kelly has left finally. Um. But they also put over how arrogant the Young Bucks are. Course, they only shake hands with each other. Um, and you do you know? I don't know if we've actually talked about this before, but uh, do you know where that stems from? If there's an actual reason for it, no, I only know like the, the like the kayfabe reason. The, the only person they think is on their level is each other, um, which is a great gimmick, but um, that kind of started um, when they were in Impact as Generation Me. I guess they ran into Booker T in the locker room and didn't give him the proper respect. 
So we give him the old handshake. Did he give him the old brother, brother? Um, yeah. So he lit him up. So they've uh, they always had a bad, uh, bad taste in their mouth after that. So, um, it's a really good chapter in their book if you get a chance to read it. So, checks in the mail. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, great match. Um, you know, Caprice dude's a stud. You know, and I just want to say, like, I I tweeted out specifically about Rhett Titus not aging like these last 10 years. The Bucks still very much look like the Bucks. Caprice mm-hmm. Coleman looks nearly the exact same. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was thinking about that. When do the young Bucks stop calling the only, themselves? The young? only change that Cedric really is, Cedric has put on more mass, but I mean, other than that, like, all these dudes have aged incredibly well. Yeah. And it's a, it's not an easy lifestyle. So, um, but yeah, Caprice is just a stud. Um, you know, and they mentioned he's a minister. Um, he's pretty much a reclamation project himself. Um, then we cut to commercial, Will. Real quick promo. Um, you know, Rhino's going to go to the champ, blah, 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 blah. And Truth asks Dean, is like, how's it feel when the hunter becomes the hunted? Classic Truth. Um, but yeah, back to the match. Um, yeah, these four, they're amazing. Um, few false so finishes, um, lots of hard hitting moves, great double teams. Um, the, the two bits where Cedric and Caprice get like bumped off the corners, yeah. Like, there's one, it was Caprice got like bounced down, like he hit the ropes and like fell back into the ring, yeah. And that one, it was Caprice again, got. My or maybe was Cedric got like shoved off the top and just like Jeff Hardy the fuck out of there like yeah. But uh, a spot that stood out to me during this match was a uh, Caprice Coleman hit a a set of a, a trio of Northern Light suplexes on Nick Jackson, which is now a move that we see Matt Jackson use on a regular basis. Yeah, that that stood out to me. I'm like son of a bitch. There it is. Yeah. The Genesis. Here I am thinking it's like, oh, this is just like, you know, it's like a, like an homage, like an Eddie Guerrero kind of thing. We'll do the like three suplexes. Yeah. And now I've seen this. It's like, oh, Caprice did it first. Yeah. Um. And will I'm gonna try to explain the end of this match. It was fucking, and I watched it. It didn't help. I was watching it two times speed, but there's, 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 but. Watching this match on double speed the second time, like wow. bodies everywhere, bodies and, everywhere. Yeah, um, but basically Cedric gets buckle bombed, um, and then Matt picks him up uh, for a Death Valley driver. Um, Cedric grabs the rope, um, and then while that uh, Nick Jackson is going up to the top rope, uh, but Caprice holds him up on, on top rope, um, and the Caprice um, Caprice hits Matt with a front leg sweep. And then he hurricane his Nick off the top rope, and and Cedric flies from basically Virginia for a frog splash for the one two three. Another yeah. another spot that I really liked was, I'm sorry to go back on this, but uh, when Cedric got the hot tag in, and like Nick gets put on the outside, and Matt goes for like the clothesline. He like ducks the clothesline though, and still dives out. Yeah. Ridiculous. These guys are so good. It's great yeah. to see seeing 
great to see Cedric and Caprice get a win. Yeah. Advance in this tournament. The Young Bucks, from what we've seen in them, they haven't won too many matches. No. I don't think they, they, they pretty much pull in, they put they put somebody over, and then away they go again. Yeah, I don't know if they've won any name matches yet. That's a good question. I'll have to go back and check my notes. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, I want to say their job because this is obviously a very competitive match, and obviously Nigel and Kevin Kelly did a great job of putting both teams over. Um, yeah, this is this is awesome. I mean, this is this is this is the Ring of Honor that we hope continues in the future. So, I mean, I think that I think the tag team division is about to get a nice big injection. So, uh, we shall see. Uh, but will next we're supposed to get the debut. Of God, we were supposed to get the, the TV debut of uh, one QT Marshall. You know, so now that he's won his contract, but they uh, didn't—they didn't mention that. Yeah, they—they they said he was—they were impressed by him, but they didn't mention the fact that he won a contract at Boiling Point, which you think would be like an easy. Oh, go back and check out Boiling Point. You could see the match where this guy won a contract against four other. Yeah. Aspiring athletes who wanted to be part of the Ring of Honor roster. Well, I think the problem is maybe this is taped before Boiling Point. Yeah, but it's it's like how they refer to stuff on commentary is like it always feels like kind of half and half. Yeah, like they obviously know like what the results are going to be for like some things. Yeah. That's got to be a tricky thing to piece together, too, to know, like, all right, we're going to do commentary on this. Remember, this is coming out like two weeks after the pay-per-view is done. I know. So, um, but we were supposed to get QT Marshall. God's yeah. gift, QT Marshall. But no. But instead, uh, we've got Kevin Kelly and Charlie Haas in the ring. The outlaw Charlie Haas. And he's demanding to see Jim Cornette because he... I don't know why you'd want to see Jim Cornette. I feel like he'd be on better from a distance. That's, you know, I was thinking the same thing, but... But Jim Cornette huffs and puffs his way down to the ring. Yeah. And Charlie Haas thinks this tournament is bullshit. Yeah, it says, you know, should have just been Charlie Haas against Rhett Titus, winner take all. Yeah, his his partner tucked tail and ran. My partner got suspended for hitting the guy who tucked tail and ran. So Shelton should be brought back because the guy who he got fined against isn't even here anymore. Yeah, and and, and then, yeah, the logic checks out. And then Cornette's getting you know angry, and then Rhett Titus' music hits. Yeah, down comes all seven and a half feet taller Rhett Titus. He's a tall dude. Um, but, but real quick, I did like the Haas line where he's like, um, you know, tell him there's still, uh, tell him there's not. He's, he's not like, thrilled about it. He tells me, uh, you just tell me to stop whenever I say something that's not true. Until then, shut the fuck up. Um, well, I thought that was funny. Charlie um, Haas is great on the mic. Great in ring, great on the mic. Yeah, this is. I mean, I might, I might even put this promo in the episode. I don't know yet. Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, Cornet starts talking, and then like, yeah, you know, like Will said, Rick comes out, you know, and Cornet has a fit because someone else is interrupting him. He just wants the show to get, stop getting hijacked by people. Yeah, you know, 
There's always somebody holding up the show. Yeah. You know, and Rhett has a right to be angry, and, uh, you know, he pinned Charlie Haas. Um, well, you're, you're, we're, we're jumping ahead of it a little bit here because Rhett Titus says, like, Charlie Haas is there saying, I want Shelton Benjamin back. Cornette says, ain't happening. Go pick a new partner. Rhett Titus says, that's right, Charlie. Go find yourself a partner because I'm going to find a partner. I'm going to win this. I'm getting my belt back because I didn't give up my belt. Yeah. And he's like, why would you? And you know, he's like, also, I pinned you in that match. So why would you want to have a rematch with me? Like, Rhett Titus has already pinned Charlie Haas. Yeah. But then Charlie Haas says, listen, kid, how about we be partners? We win this tournament. And then once this tournament's over and we have the tag belts, we throw down winner take all. Jim Cornette, not a fan, doesn't stop him though. Doesn't no. say, no, this isn't happening. Yeah. Rhett Titus, I love the line where it's like, Charles is like, so you're going to take me as your partner? And Rhett Titus is like, I'm going to team with you, but I'm not calling you my partner. Yep. Well, I have that in my notes here. So. And they, uh, they announced during Inside Ring of Honor that. Ring of Honor management is going to have to decide what to do with the match with the Bravado brothers because now Rhett Titus and Charlie Haas they chose to put them on the other side of the bracket so they will be facing the Guardians of Truth yep. which it could be the Guardians of Truth but it's two vacant people still it's not there's still no promo picture that's actually them it's just yeah I mean <laughs> At this point, we've got 16 participants, but we only know 12 of them are. So, um, so we will. They will decide what happens with the robot. Maybe do they get a buy? Maybe they bring in another team. Yeah, I'm like. All we know is is that uh, can they coexist, Tom? <laughs> we're uh, we're about to find out. You know, they, they've got, I mean, I couldn't think of a better team to, to figure that out with than uh, the Guardians of Truth. Yeah. I mean, on paper, Rhett Titus, Charlie Haas is a team. It's not a bad team. No, not bad if you're, at all. If you're, if you're fantasy drafting, that's not a bad team to have. No. Um, there are no, guardian, no Guardians of Truth. No. But um, any idea who, uh, who could be the other team? Well, I mean, I haven't. Have you watched the episode after this? No, I'll watch it tomorrow. Which will be. I don't know. After this. Maybe they throw the Bravado Brothers a bye. I mean, they've been on a little bit of a winning streak. Be awesome. Maybe they just get a bye, and then we get a Bravado Brothers versus a Caprice and Cedric. Ooh, that'd be. I hope that happens. Because then on the other side of the bracket, I mean, the Guardians of Truth could win. And we could see the Guardians of Truth wrestle the Briscoe brothers again. But I've got a feeling that the Guardians of Truth and the and Blackout, I don't think are going to – I don't think the Blackout's making it out of this opening round. No. You know, you, I mean – They, they kind of felt like they were put there because, like, we need another team. Who yeah. we had on relatively recently that's still available. That's why I'm just nervous they're going to bring back, like, Chris Silvio or somebody. Right, which... Chris Silvio or somebody. <laughs> you know, I mean, no disrespect. Um, maybe the Mighty Don't Kneel. I mean, that would be awesome. Them versus the Bravados would be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we're going to see. Um, but, Will, we do finally get uh, God's Gift of Pro Wrestling, QT Marshall, 
Thomas. Yeah, actually, it was not his debut in Milwaukee. He's actually wrestled for Ring of Honor um, for about a year, off and on, actually. Um, you know, QT's a great asshole here. And uh, like he, he takes so much time to fold up the, the, the coat and just throws it at the kid at ringside. Yeah, I mean, QT does not get enough credit for, I mean, he's really good at what he does. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some more QT. Yeah. Because I know he's been talked up on like the Wizards podcast. I regret there was, it was on Amazon Prime two or three years ago. I had watched. I watched a couple of wrestling docs on Prime, so I watched the the Arquette movie, and I watched the Vampiro one, and there was a QT Marshall one. Really, which I thought it was neat because I'm like, oh, QT Marshall, like the guy that the Wizards talked about. He's he does the AEW. Yeah. So there is a doc from out there. It is no longer on Prime. That's bullshit. But it is out there. So if you want more QT Marshall, there is a documentary out there. How's the Vampiro one? The Imperial one was really good. Looks heavy. It is a little heavy. So it opens up with him because he works backstage at AAA. Yeah. So it starts out with like backstage stuff. Like they're setting up that Triple Mania where Jeff Jarrett went out and was like shit faced and throwing tortillas out at people. Huh. And that uh, did not go over well in the locker room either. Yeah. And that wasn't cleared with them. So they're watching production like, what the fuck's he doing? He got to the back and like Killer Cross is like getting in his face. Is like, what the fuck are you doing? Vampire told him to get the fuck out. Like, wow, it's it's heavy, but it was fascinating to kind of get that history of Vampiro. Yeah, I mean, you know, stemming from being kind of like a bodyguard, going on the road with Millie Vanilli to up to the point where he's this beat up old, you know. Punk rocker who yeah, I mean, does backstage at a triple A. You know, because obviously, um, you know, one of the things that got me in, in back in Earth was Lucha Underground. Um, so Faith and I love Vampiro Mass Striker. Yeah, they uh, they did not talk about Lucha Underground at all. Big <laughs> oops. Um, and the funny thing is because one of the first matches, non WWE matches I ever showed Faith, um, I can't believe I did this, was that Pentagon versus Vampiro match. Hey, it worked. It worked out. She she apparently hugged Pentagon Junior. So, yeah, she does love herself some pun again, right, Sunshine? And Vampiro. And she loves Vampiro. We have not chance to chance to uh, um to hug Vampiro yet. Actually, uh, the Lucha Bros are coming back to Warrior Wrestling. So there's a meet and greet. So I don't know if we're gonna go or not, but it's on our staycation. So. Um, so I'll tell you yeah. what, Tom, you know, we, we have our, our Zoom break is is looming. But <laughs> QT Marshall, I didn't love the layout of this match because I'm not a huge fan of, like, the person on, like, it's different to feel like you pull out something kind of, like, crafty. Yeah. And you're on the losing end of the match the whole time, and you, like, you pull out that one trick, and you're like, oh, tables have turned. Yeah. QT was getting his ass whooped. This whole match, he had like a big boot and elbow, and he finished the match with an Alabama slam. He did not use the Dominator. He got the win, but I think uh, the Darius Thomas 
was uh, was the star of this one. Um, and yeah, it's I mean it's interest um because capoeira is a very interesting martial art because it's really the art of kicking without actually hitting your opponent. Um, yeah, I've yeah, seen you. You want to keep people away. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome, man. It's deadly, but uh, but I did some, but I did some. I don't know why I didn't do more last time, but I guess the Darius has a decent run of Ring of Honor. He hung in there until 2015. Um, and so I see more of him. And he even teamed up with ACH. And after watching this, and if I could see Tadarius Thomas and ACH as a tag team in the coming future world, count the team. me the fuck in. So, um, but yeah, we'll pretty much explain the match. It's basically QT outsmarted him, you know, by going through the rope there. So, Alabama Slam, I didn't know what that was called. So, um, I mean, I call it the Alabama Slam because that's what I've always. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what Hardcore Holly called it, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, he had. It was in the waist lock. He pretty much stun gunned him on the ropes and then picked him up. Alabama slam one, two, three. Yeah, I think QT Marshall, I think, hit three offensive maneuvers in this whole match. Yeah, that, and that's and he just showed it. That's all he needed. So, I mean, you know, at the, at the end of the day, QT really is underestimated. Um, I mean, the guy's brilliant at the end of the day. He may not look like it, so it'd be cool. We should try and track down that documentary, so we'll see what happens. And Will, um, so yeah, solid match for both men. Both men got their shit in. Uh, QT went over by winning, and Tadarius uh, went over by whipping his ass. So, but Will, next we've got your favorite time of the week. Um, Hot damn, some ring of honor. Inside ring of honor. I mean, it's that's, I mean, I mean, the whole week. I don't mean just, you know, recording. I mean, your whole week is revolves around inside ring of honor, so. Sure do. Um. But we've got Stephen Jacobs, hilarious little promos, Kevin Kelly. So my my beef with the pro. So that wasn't part of Inside Ring of Honor. That so. was earlier because in Inside Ring of Honor, they did pretty much the same promo, but it was Jacobs, Carino, and Steen. Yeah. We find out Eddie Edwards is out. Yeah. And then uh. Well, yeah, and then um, yeah, then a quick promo, um, or Kevin Kerstein's acting as Kevin Kelly, and he's just like Steve Carino. Didn't you discover some man from ECW in nineteen ninety nine? Did you discover some man in Montreal in two thousand four? And he's like, yes, champ. So, um, and then they just kind of announced the Bravado Brothers don't have an opponent for next week. So we'll see what they, they, they got. They got to decide what's going to happen, and. Uh... We had some words from Truth Martini about uh, the makeshift team, Haas and uh, Red Titus going against the Guardians of Truth. Yeah. How they got to find the love. That's right. I forgot about that. I didn't put that in there. Um, Truth's the man. Um, Besides Mike Mondo, we need to get Truth Martini on here. So I might have to pull some strings on that one. So we're going to happen, Bill. You're uh, your Milwaukee mogul Tom, so I'm something. So you're a good something. I, I even shouted you out on the Twitter. You did. No one else appreciates me. You're the, you you're, I can't believe you said that in front of your wife. <laughs> well, I mean on Twitter. I know she appreciates. So I'm trying to you know that I that I know that you appreciate. Me. Uh, 
I was fully focused on my work thing that I didn't even hear what you said. Damn it, Will. See if you had something. See if I just hadn't said anything. Nothing. I love you. Will started me out on Twitter, but no one else did. So I said, I'm glad Will Will's the only one that appreciates me. And he's like, well, your wife appreciates me. I'm like, well, she's not on Twitter. I am not on the Twitter. But thank you, Will. He needs more people to appreciate him than yes. just me. Because Tom, Tom puts up with a lot having to deal with me on a weekly basis. Oh, yeah. It's so rough. Oh, oh. So rough. oh my gosh. What are we going to do? Oh, no. I, mean, I don't usually take notes. I'm a, I, I half fall asleep and I talk about things that he isn't even talking about. He's like, okay, well, but I'm talking about the world title match right now. <laughs> That's no fun. So, I mean, I found out there's a, a, and, uh, a documentary it, it, on QT Marshall. It, thinking back on it, it kind of think of like the bit when um, Jericho's talking about being in the ring with uh, Barrett. And Barrett's talking about how Chris Jericho's like, saying something he had to respond but because of the acoustics in the building he had no idea what jericho said so he just started winging it and jericho was like that's nothing to do with what i was just saying <laughs> that's funny i never heard that story before so well well you know it's no funny straight serious was this main event yeah six man mayhem mayhem which is Basically, lucha rules. I like that they do these lucha rules things, though. Yeah, uh, it's, it's fresh. Yeah, I mean, you can only have two men at the ring at the time, uh, but if one man leaves, um, next I guy know. can roll in. So, how do you determine who the next guy is, though? That's what I was. It's just whoever gets in. Okay, that's what I thought. You just gotta, you just gotta get in first. Or if you knock a guy out of the ring, all of a sudden you become the legal man, which happened. So I thought which that does was- happen. If you're, you know, if you're one of the two guys in the ring, then you're the legal man. Yeah. So I mean, it's not mayhem because so we well, got a, a TJ Perkins, which is nice to see him again. I haven't seen him in a while. We got Roddy Strong. We got Tommaso Ciampa. We got Prodigy Mike Bennett. We got Jay Lethal, and we've got here in the Mondo Arena, Mike Mondo. The mind of Mondo. And the winner of this here scramble gets a shot at whoever the TV champ is at Death Before Dishonor. Yeah. Which they point out it's currently Adam Cole, but that could change before uh, September 15th or whatever the, the day for Death Before Dishonor yeah. is. I mean, they've got, I mean, yeah, they've got, you know, four weeks of tapings and then they got that big Carolina cage match thing going. So maybe Adam Cole's not champion, but well, let's find out who he's gonna face regard or who's gonna face the current TV champion. Um, this was a fun match, Tom. It was. There's like you like we said in pre-production, there wasn't a like there was no like there wasn't like that sequence where like everybody just starts like nailing finishers like left and right, but you know it, they were doing pretty good. Even only two people in the ring. And then it just became like a, there was always like four people in the ring at a time. And it was just like somebody jumps in, gets knocked out. Somebody else jumps in, gets knocked out. Somebody else jumps in, gets knocked out. But you know who really got fucking knocked out was Mike Bennett. Because he took the no fear. DDT. It was Mike Bennett, right? I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know who got pinned. I just noted that Mike Mondo won 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, the, I w- I was kind of shocked. Um, whenever I think they're gonna they're gonna pull the rug out from under him, um, keep putting him over. I mean, um, it, it makes sense to do that. I mean, because they were kind of hyping up. There's other feuds in here, like Champ and Lethal, obviously, and then Champa and Strongs. I mean, it's all the the Embassy and the House of Truth and the, yeah. all that. But people love Mike. Mike Mondo had the biggest pop out of those yeah. six guys. Which is saying a lot because he had Jay Lethal in the ring. He right, like they they announced him last. Yeah, he was the only one who had an entrance. I think I think everybody else was already in the ring. Yeah, and um, well, but and Mike I, Mondo had even on two, two speed, you could tell he had the biggest pop. Yeah, um, and Mike Bennett was the only one who got booed. Yeah, which is I you know good good on him. Um, but yeah, remember Bennett and Mondo have some history. They do. They they brought that up. Uh, that the stuff that Mike Mondo said to Maria in New York is uh yeah, you it's know, a long safer even for Nigel McGinnis standards. You know, so and Mike Bennett basically just gets Mondo in the ring by himself, and he mounts him and starts punching him. Um, but then he goes to to Maria for approval, and then he goes for the big licking punch, and he misses, and Mondo punches punches the mat. That no fear DDT done one two three. Something else I want to point out, Mondo related, was the when he first got into the ring with Champa, and they had like the series of like pen attempts where they're just like rolling around like different different roll ups, pinning combinations, whatever. It's like you never know what you're gonna get with Mike Mondo. One week he's trying to bite your eye out, and the next one he's just a mat wrestling genius. Yeah. So, I mean, he's kept to his word. Every week, he's gonna try something different. So, Mike Mondo gets a future shot at the Ring of Honor TV title. Chicago Ring, Illinois. You think he wins it? That'd be pretty slick if he wins it. I, if the champ is still Adam Cole, I don't think he's winning. Yeah. If Adam Cole, for whatever reason, drops it to some other scrub, maybe. But he doesn't need a belt. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't want this run to end. I just hope, you know, I hope we get Mondo for a while, and I don't want to look. I mean, I could look how long this lasts, but, yeah, this is awesome. Um, You know, it was quick, though. I mean, the match is only, like, 10 minutes. But I need yeah. TV main event, so, you know, and everyone got their shit in. Um, Chomp seems to be descending into more and more into 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 craziness. So this was a this was a decent episode. I mean, it was the pace was quick. Nothing really overstated. It's welcome. Great opener. He had a great opener. He had a great closer. Um, fun result in the opener. Great result in the end. Um, a prom- set up a lot of stuff for what they got coming up. You know, they got a little crafty with, with Red Titus and Charlie Haas because, um, I mean, did you think before you turned this episode on that there was any chance of that? Cause I think last week we even asked each other who we thought their partners were going to be. I mean, you may have asked me that, but I rattled on about something else. Um, I can't say it's something I thought of before seeing it. 
because then when they did that, I'm like, and I watched it again, I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, so what do they do with the tag tournament? Do they wrestle both sides of the bracket? By themselves? Is, is that Jim Cornette's thing? It's like, fine, you guys want to be partners. Guess what? You guys got to each wrestle the match the other person was supposed to be in. So they have a double header where they've got to wrestle the Bravado Brothers and they've got to wrestle Guardians of Truth. Oh, no, Will. What if they do that? Oh, no. Then what if in the finals, what if they beat the Briscoes and they beat the Bravado Brothers? That means that they have to wrestle each other for the final. We just figured it out. No, no, Will. This, oh, I'm scared. And then when they get their finals right, Charlie Haas beats Rhett Titus with the help of some mystery man. Who happens Shelton to, Benjamin. Yeah, it happens to represent or yeah, resemble Shelton Benjamin, so or I mean the real twist. Would be obviously this. I'm pretty sure this can't happen. But if it would be like Kenny King intervenes, that's cool. Red Titus. Because Kenny King and Red Titus, like they've even, in like the more modern ring of honor, have insinuated it's like they've been very on and off. Like there's, they're they're tight. But there's a lot of tension between those two. Yeah. Oh man. But this was a fun episode, Tom. It this was. was- it, it, like I said, you know, they, they they laid the groundwork down. They're doing a decent job at keeping their stories moving ahead. It wasn't super recap heavy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could we could have opened with a more pertinent like recap from the start. Maybe some more pertinent to like the tag team setup. Yeah. Because Kevin Steen the Rhino thing is like, all right, but they pretty much went over all that stuff in Inside Ring of Honor. Kevin Steen wasn't actually on like the main show. First time in a while. You know, can only can only afford to pay him so many appearances, right? Yeah. These yeah. scum. You know, even uh even though he stood up uh the Shining Wizards, I mean, Charlie Haas has been doing a great fucking job. Charlie Haas is great. He has always been a solid performer. Uh, I was thinking a bit back to my early days of watching wrestling because the Wizards' uh, Twitter page. So I'm assuming Matt shared, like, you know, on this day, however many years ago, was SummerSlam. Yeah. So SummerSlam 2003, for me, that was within the first year I was watching wrestling. Oh, nice. Because I started watching, like, fall of 2002. I started watching a little bit before the Judgment Day pay-per-view because I had a bit of an investment in the hair versus hair match of Edge and Kurt Angle. Yeah. Because even though I hadn't watched any wrestling, I played the video games. Mm. My, my my buddy at the playground, you know, would tell me kind of what's going on. So I didn't want Edge to have his head shaved. Yeah. <laughs> But Charlie Haas, you know, rest, the, the wrestling's greatest tag team, world's greatest tag team, they were obviously great. I didn't like them at the time because I was a mark, and, you know, they're the heels. You're not supposed yeah. to be the heels. But, I mean, they were so good. 
matches like Los Guerreros and stuff like that. All of it's so good. Hmm. And then even after when he was like paired off with Rico and Jackie Gata, like he still got what he could get out of whatever spot he had. Yeah. So I'm loving seeing this more of like this veteran Charlie Haas in Ring of Honor. Like he's the outlaw. He thinks he he thinks he deserves to be kind of at like that higher level because of who he is, who he is. And it's like I think it's great. Well, and in all honesty, he's earned that right too. I mean, listen, he's been on fire, you know. Um you know, this whole time. And now that they've got them away from the Briscoes, you know, like we complained that that was fun at first, but it got super fucking it, it got a little stale. Um, but now that they've gotten those separated those two for now, um, like I said, this promo it was great. You know, it's promos aren't necessarily his strength strength, but he looked really good here. So it still feels natural though. Like he feels like he can just kind of like talk at people. Yeah. This is a this is a hell of an episode. I mean, two last couple weeks in a row, Ring of Honor's put out a decent episode of TV. Yeah. Um, so obviously, Will, if you saw this as a standalone episode like we always have, um, you would have tuned in next week. If I remember to watch it before the next Friday, yeah. Yeah. Um, would it have sold you on Death Before Dishonor yet or no? If I was at a point where I actually had to if I had the disposable income, right, I probably would have bought it because I, I would have known Rhino. Okay. At this point, I know Kevin Steen, right? Assuming I'm watching. Yeah. We have this tag tournament. We're going to get new tag champs. So you're going to see three matches for that because you're going to see the semifinals and the finals at Death Before Dishonor. Yeah. Yeah. God, I, yeah. Man, I'm just looking forward. I mean, I hope now we're going to get uh, Mike Mondo against whoever the TV champ is. So we'll say for right now, Mike Mondo, Adam Cole. Yeah, I mean, I really, really hope that the Bravados advance because if we can get the Bravados and CNC Wrestle Factory. Do you, think, do you think they bring in another team? I hope so, Will, but you got I me. feel like they wouldn't do that we're going to pair these two together if they didn't have another team that they kind of wanted to bring in. Okay. What if it's Scum? What if it's Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Carino? Could be. I don't see why it wouldn't be. I mean, come in. You have Scum Briscoes in the finals. Yeah, we've seen that before already, though. But it's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just really, really want to see the Bravados versus CNC Wrestle Factory. I'll be honest with you. I mean, that's a good chance. We'll uh, we'll find out next week on Ring of Honor TV. Yeah. So, yeah, this, I mean, yeah, this is a very intrigue. I think, you know, if I had seen this, this is my first episode of Ring of Honor ever. I think I definitely, yeah, would have tuned in for, for next week. I'm like, all right, where are we going with this? I mean, so. Oh, and, uh, we, we we glossed over it, but what did you think of the Briscoe's promo and inside Ring of Honor? Oh, we did. Um, it was good. I mean, 
first kill promo. Yeah. You know, so. Um, they're my favorite, you know, I discussed earlier, so, but, you know, Briscoe's are Briscoe, so. Yeah, I mean, Death Before Dishonor, but yeah, we've got one, oh, oh, yeah, you know, that Carolina Cage, or Sacrifice, or whatever that is, so. I don't know, yeah, I think Ring of Honor's on an upswing, I think after, you know, the fight in February debacle, I think they're kind of trending upwards on a. A slow but steady trajectory. So, trajectory. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, just I mean, I don't know when it happened. I think it's within the next year, but I mean, I mean, if it's ACH and Tadarius Thomas, pff, fucking forget him. Sign me up all day. So, kid was good. Yeah. So I mean, he's got a unique style. It's not a. Not a common mixed martial arts outside of the, you know Brazil. So, oh man, oh man, there was an unboxing on Dynamite. Oh yeah, I saw that. I can't believe somebody. Did you see the? This honestly isn't Ring of Honor related. So, did you see the the tweet somebody got like the Kip Saban in a box tattooed like on their arm? Come on, Marks. Calm down. Like the guy that put the sign up and he's like, I missed the birth of my child to come to Dynamite. Oh. Oh. It's like, I hope that's not legit because that's not something that I would like best up to. Not but then again, wrestling fans are the worst. So, I mean, there's a there's a promotion up here called, I think it's called All Atlantic Wrestling. Yeah. Seems to be totally New Hampshire based. They got stuff like Nashua. They got some stuff coming up in uh, Rochester. This doesn't mean anything to anybody outside of New Hampshire. So sorry to everybody, including you. But the, they had a, a flyer for their show. And it's got, uh, they're going to have AC Romero. Uh, Brian Brian Malonis and uh, Jorah Joel, who I believe was he must have done darks or something because his sign he had like the three of them said like you know former Impact superstar former Ring of Honor superstar yeah and there's one guy that who designed this flyer Vince McMahon just call them wrestlers why do they gotta be superstars maybe they want to be fucking called superstars maybe you should just Buy your ticket, drink your shit beer, and shut the fuck up. Yeah, better, better yet, buy your ticket. Don't show up. Even and better, money. Yeah, I. Yeah. Whenever I wrestling, there's some people in wrestling Twitter I really like, and then there's some people that just make you think of the Willie meme from Simpsons, where it's like nobody hates act like this group and this group, or this group and this group, or this, and it just loops back. Nobody, it's like nobody hates anime fans more than other anime fans. Same thing with wrestling. Nobody hates wrestling fans more than other wrestling fans. Yeah. I bet you Matt Bowman hates more wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Will, it's getting to be about that time. Uh, it is. You know, before we pull this train into the station, as the kids like to say, is there 
Is there anything you'd like to add, either Ring of Honor or non-Ring of Honor related? No, so uh, I've got nothing really to add other than, uh, you know, shout out my friend uh, Mike Pimento. Recently had an interview go up in We Are the Pit. Uh, it's a two-part interview he did with Brody King. Nice. As always, you know, join the Shining Wizards Discord and uh, check out Do a Powerbomb. Yeah. I got to pick some of those up one of these days, so. Well, awesome. Yeah, I think that's that's all I got. Um, yeah, just shout out to, to all our people. Um, you know, shout out to Matt and Kieran. That's awesome that they got Kevin Kelly on. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Um, obviously, shout out Chad and Diesel. Thanks for sitting in and reviewing uh, Unauthorized April 28th, 2017, which I found out one of my wife's favorite wrestler um, locally here in Milwaukee was actually – sitting in front of me during that that during that show he was a streamer collector so and we saw we saw perch on there too so um yeah shout out i'll shout out properly all, all the people next week but uh thanks everybody and uh, i think we'll talk to everybody next week shout out to us for both wearing strong style shirts today yes um shout out to well will's got his more ring of honorish appropriate strong style shirt boston strong style and I have my uh, country strong style. Shout out to Country Air. Thank you for this fantastic rip, uh, Sprecher Rip Beer signed out. So, shout out to you guys. So, I'm surprised, Jeff, I'm surprised uh, Jeff Cannonball hasn't gotten the, uh, the soda autographing shindig yet. You know, this might, might be a special thing. So, but they'll be back on AAW on September 1st. So, September 1st. Oh man, that's that's a big thing too. You're going to be at AAW on September 1st. I'm going to be at a Royal Tomasi coming over from UK. They're doing a little US tour. Nice. My friends Cryptodira and uh, the Callus Dow Boys are opening. So, Tom, we're going to have a lot, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that, we're both going to have uh, shows to talk about. Yeah. So. Well, actually, I mean, Faith and I are going to Battle Tested Pro. Uh, it's their second show ever. It's a fundraiser for the American Legion, and you can hear all about that with my conversation with Battle Tested Ben and his better half, Kate, on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. So we'll be doing that on Sunday. So it's another fundraiser, so we're looking forward to that one. So it's wrestling for a cause. Yeah. You know, it's always fun seeing a promotion from the ground up. Those are their second show ever, so show it to Ben. So, But, uh, yeah, well, Will, as always, I appreciate you, uh, and we'll talk to everybody next week.